Good morning. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, Zadie, Zades, dad is doing something. He's doing the podcast, so I need you go. I need you to go back into the other room. Yeah, or you go in the other room and leave the store closed, please. Hello. Hey. Hey. Do you have anything in mind, intro-wise? Two guys talking about their babies and supporting their ladies. Talking about the struggle. Talking about Big Papa. Welcome to Big Papas. I'm Pierre Hamilton. As you know, this is the podcast for Modern Dads. Dan Worry-Smith is with me. Say what's up, Dan. Hey, Pierre. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, hot off the heels of our last episode, uh, an introduction to Desmond. As you know, Desmond is the poo machine. That, that continues. Uh, again, I want to maybe say uh, congratulations again to you and uh, Zoe. Uh, you don't know yet. I, I guess it's too early yet for you guys to know what you're having or you is that you're going to keep it a surprise or we'll find out it's still about a month a little over a month before we find out but we don't we, we don't do the secret thing i actually think like we were telling people what goldie's name was going to be before she was born so uh it, it won't be a secret or a surprise we'll find out and and we'll be letting people know uh we're just a little far off as far as that ultrasound goes okay yeah yeah um that makes sense so yeah man what we wanted to talk about today, I think you brought this up when we were thinking about our our second season and, and how we might, or what we might include. And we said, hey, the show is obviously Big Papas. We talk a lot about our big mamas um, and our kids. And we just said, wait a second, maybe it's a good idea to actually talk to them. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, certainly there, there have to be some listeners, uh, and I would hope even a lot of listeners who don't know us personally and so who don't know our wives. And uh, so, you know, they get these stories in some, in some cases, pretty intimate and uh, detailed stories about, you know, our personal lives and these very personal things that are happening to us and to them. And it's almost like self-imposed therapy in a way. Um, and, you know, the, the chats were fairly short and light, but I did think afterwards, it was like, what if you, just for the exercise of doing it, not to release it. But what if you sat down with your partner once a week and recorded a conversation about the state of your relationship and how communication is going and all that kind of stuff? And even if you never listened back to it, it almost just the idea of giving the weight to it rather than even just like when you're lying in bed, you know, maybe something happened or you had an argument or something. I don't know about you, but like if Zoe and I have an argument, I think both of us try to pretty quickly get into discussing why it happened as opposed to like letting anything fester. But the idea of if you give it a little more uh, import, if you give it a little more of a platform that feels uh, like there's some more weight to it, I feel like that, that could actually be a pretty effective way to improve communication and kind of improve just the day-to-day the -day relationship work that goes in to being married and to being co-parents. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully people find uh, uh, or listen, you know, big papas or big mamas that are out there, listen to this. And, you know, maybe if you decide you want to have a similar conversation or maybe you, you're even thinking in your own heads, like, well, I definitely know what my partner's strengths and weaknesses are. You know what? 
here's your opportunity to have other people go through that experience so you don't have to. Without further ado, we bring you Big Mamas. Yeah. Okay, it's about 9.02 p.m. Zadie's in bed. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Zadie's mom slash Pierre's wife slash Jessica Roberts. A lot of slashes there. Yeah. Maybe we'll start with something uh, pretty easy. Uh, what was your favorite uh, episode or anecdote from the first season of uh, Big Papa's? Um, my memory these days is kind of shot. But I think I was most surprised about the lawyer in New Orleans. Okay. I just, I, I didn't know what to, I think you were talking about feeding in that episode, weren't you not? Yeah. And I didn't really know, I didn't necessarily see the connection, but I appreciated that she had a different perspective because she had to do all of the sort of mom things or parent parental things, but on a shorter timeline than I work off of because we get a different kind of mat leave here. So um, I just, I thought she had a lot of interesting things to say. It was just something different that I didn't, that I didn't know about. Was there anything? Uh, was there anything cringeworthy? Did you listen and, and ever go, "Oh, I don't know why you told that story"? <laughs> um, no, not really. Like, I'm a pretty open book, so whatever you told, I would probably have told myself. <clears throat> I think you could probably do a little less shoutouts to moms. Okay. I think uh, you guys are here to kind of talk about your experience and stuff, and like. I think you're both really supportive fathers, so we kind of get it after the first couple. Okay, so these are a few show notes too, huh? The production notes. <laughs> you invited me here <laughs> to my couch. To yeah, to our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I think we. I talked to you a little about this before, but what is your parenting strength? Would you say? I don't know. I was trying to think about this. I think I'm. I'm probably the keeper. Like a lot of women, and I don't want to like stereotype but I think even in very equal parenting situations a lot of women are the keeper of the mental list so I would say maybe my what I bring to our parental relationship is probably like that running list that constantly is building and shifting so keeping track of like when we register for swimming and she's almost out of uh hair stuff and we also have to get new pajamas for the summer and uh now with him like we have to switch over the clothes and I have to catalog the what we've got for hand-me-downs and what we'll need so like just that constant running list in my head of like and I think a lot of moms carry this is probably one thing that I would contribute I think I'm like I can get frustrated, but I know when I need to be patient. Like, if I sense that you're getting impatient, especially oh, at yeah, meal times. Oh. Okay. Uh, like I, it my like, I think that's where. I don't know the strength. I guess you'd say. Yeah, I won't. Uh, full disclosure, everybody here. I'm working on dinner time, uh, but yeah, I think sometimes that pressure to want to ensure that she's eating and that she's eating enough um, 
sometimes that's where well I know that's probably the area in which I'm you know the most impatient but I feel like I've been working on it but that's also been I think because I know for whatever reason it gets a rise out of me and so I've backed away and like I sometimes I guess let you you know if she if it's like hey Zadie like maybe we want to have another thing or like that and like if I feel like I'm getting I try still but if I feel like she's not really into it then I will sort of like just kind of sit there and uh, silently uh, grip my teeth well I've probably done more like reading or research that I mean that's just who I am as a person anyway so <laughs> the the research thing well, like when we travel like I'm like I know but that also makes it sound like I never read or oh research. well of course you do <laughs> but like it kind of gives me this this patience or this faith that like if you put some food out on the table for her she's gonna eat what she needs to eat and I just from whatever I've read is like kids kind of for the most part will eat enough of what they need if you just offer them enough choices in the day. I'm not saying I'm cooking like three dinners, but I'm putting out like four healthy options. And if she doesn't eat them all, I'm just not going to stress myself out and stress her out. Cause you're just going to create a battle situation. And you're not going to win. Cause you can't like force feed a preschooler or a toddler. So I just, those sorts of things when, when I, when I know that patience is needed, I, that's one of my strengths. I'm not saying it's your weakness. It's just one of my strengths. Uh, you're parenting kryptonite. Discipline. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I'm a sucker. She's got such a cute face. I know. That's also why it's, you know, just after nine and she's probably just now falling asleep. Now, maybe, I mean, you talked a little bit about one of my uh, perceived weaknesses. Um, what would you say one of my, uh, my strengths is? Um, I think you have a lot of strengths as a parent. Yes. Especially, like, I mean, if we're going to talk about, like, perceived parental roles based on gender, I think you're, like, one of the most equal parents that I, fathers that I know, you do just as much, I would say, um, as I do. You take her places and take her to school and, I don't know, you always change the diapers and we slip bedtime, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't like you're better with discipline you're better at sticking to your guns like if she needs to have like a consequence like I leave that I don't I leave it to you because I'm not good at enforcing things like that but you need that person you need the good the good cop well you need the bad cop nice or a cop yeah, I guess in this instance, I'm a cop. Yeah, I wouldn't say you're a bad cop. You're, like, reasonable in what you're asking of your child. You're just not going to bend like I would. The world probably needs a few more reasonable cops. Yeah. Why don't we talk about kid number two? It's uh, pretty close. Yeah, and like as of this recording, it's, what, less than uh, or about a week away? Yeah, a week. How you feeling? Tired. <laughs> Are you over it? Uh... I mean, I have, like, I've been lucky with pregnancy and getting pregnant for that matter. Like, all that stuff has been fairly simple for us. Um, I don't have a lot of physical ailments that I think a lot of women get, you know, like sciatica and... Uh, you didn't have to wear compression socks? No, like, uh, I don't have any of that stuff. I don't have any, like, 
really no concerns and um but like when you're nine months pregnant and the baby is like dropped to get ready to be born it's just not that comfortable so yeah i'd like for this baby to get out but i have things to do too so like i'm like oh i gotta make another frozen meal and i gotta plant the herbs so just regular just just regular herbs though yeah yeah okay um basil so i i want him to stay in for another week but i want him to get out too (laughs) so was there anything really different this time around or was it you know no having a three-year-old is i mean physically i was probably the same i had the same horrible heartburn the same like little things like i don't i get waves of insomnia and stuff with both both pregnancies but um having a three-year-old makes things a lot harder especially in the first trimester like we had just come back from california so she wasn't sleeping well and i didn't know i was pregnant so there was that so combined with her not sleeping and me starting to feel a little bit off it was i I was like the most tired I've ever been in my life, even when we had a newborn, because I'd have to go to work, and then you'd like, your day would be like, you'd get up at six, and you'd get a kid ready for school, and then you'd go to work all day, and then you'd have a kid to take care of when you got home, and there was like no rest for either of us, and I was so physically exhausted, and I remember my coworker next to me got a new puppy with his girlfriend, and he would come to work and talk about how tired he was. And I would think, like, I didn't tell my coworkers at this point, but my boss knew. So I would go in this office. I'm like, they're all talking about how tired they are from their dogs. I was like, I'm pregnant and I have a three-year-old that doesn't sleep at night. Like, <laughs> I guess you only know what you know t- till you know something different. But, you know, <laughs> you're not as tired as me. I win. <laughs> the old, uh, the, uh, yeah, the parenting trump card. Yeah. I've been like, you can't, I think everyone has wanted to use that at some point about some, with somebody who doesn't have a kid. I know I probably, I know I probably suggested some real nonsense things to people who had kids and they probably just wanted to say like, you're being an idiot, but like you can't cause they don't know. So, so that was different. I think one thing I think about a lot with this, with this pregnancy with already having another one is that. I think a lot about the two of them meeting and like it makes me really emotional to think about how special that moment will be so like in terms of an end game here or like an end goal like that moment I think will be will be very special I'll probably just be a wreck for like I don't know the next five years who knows uh which maybe brings (laughs) us to uh that's sort of a good question is is um, even Dan and I were talking about this a little bit about the reasons to double down. I mean, obviously, uh, you and I, but I think he as well comes from a, a family where you know he's got siblings, and and so maybe just chat a little bit, or if you want, like to share, sort of like, had you always thought that there would be two, or did you like, did you just sort of like, you know, we had the one, and you're like, ah, oh, this is fun, we're used to it. You know what though? I really feel like I want to have two. What was like? What 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 made the what flipped the switch for you? Um, I always wanted to. Uh, even when I knew how hard it was with the one, 
I know. Like, I remember the early days and every parent has this thought of, like, what the hell did we do? But I just always thought we I would have two kids. Like, I, I'm really close with my sister. So, yeah, two. I always wanted two. Okay. Uh, is there anything that you would like to see... Or anything you want to suggest for the show? I mean, you made a, a one-show note that I uh, will take down and obviously <laughs> share with Dan. Uh, but is there anything else you think we should explore or consider coming down the road? Any advice you would throw out there to some uh, some big papas or, or you know big papas to be? I think you and, and I had talked about getting some different perspectives. I think a lot of the, the people you have on are the people that would listen to the show anyway. So maybe understanding a different way of thinking when it comes to parenting would be useful I'm, I'm and I'm not even like looking for advice from another side it's just sometimes you don't understand why some someone might not do something mm-hmm. I mean I have this not to bring up the v word vaccine but I just don't understand why someone would vaccinate their children I cannot even comprehend or fathom I'm not saying you should have any anti-vaxxers on your show but maybe something else it's okay show note bunch of anti-vaxxers. <laughs> I so. just could. Got it. I can't. But uh, <laughs> maybe a different perspective on something else. I don't know. Okay. Uh, advice for fathers. Help. Get your hands dirty. Uh, you're not babysitting your children when your wife or your partner goes out. Ooh, yeah. You're, you're being a father. And, and so, I don't know, be an equal parent in the, in the relationship. Like, be aware of your partner's um, what your partner needs because your partner is probably aware of what you need too. Take time off if you can. Pad leave. Yeah. Strong. The, the show is a strong sponsor of pad leave. Uh, you're a very big proponent of pad leave. I think it gives you not only the time to spend with your child but also like an understanding of what your partner had previously gone through in, in that time. I don't like <laughs> I remember one of your previous guests, Andrew Addison, thought he'd be doing woodworking when he was on pat leave because yeah, he had so many projects on the uh, in his mind, thinking that would be he'd have time for that. And in reality, I think he learned quite quickly that's not what you do when you're on pat leave. Yeah, maybe next time, Andrew. If you're out there, if you're out there uh, and listening, you can always try woodworking. But, I mean, next like time. that's no fault to him because, like, when you don't have a kid, you don't know. But then when you have to, like, spend all your days, like, trying to sort out how they nap and eat and, uh, like, you don't have time for other stuff. Early childhood parenting is relentless. You, you get through it. Like, it, everything that happens that is, like, stresses you out or you just, like, sleep and eating and, I don't know, like, it just, it goes away and, I mean, unfortunately, probably a new... <laughs> problem develops but like nothing lasts that long in the grand scheme of things it just feels really long when you're stuck in it and like every kid is different so you don't I don't know you don't have to just do what you need to do to get by a happy parent is just as important for a, a kid as I don't know breastfeeding because if you're crying all the time and struggling to breastfeed then like your child is not going to get the benefit of like you and your love so just kind of factoring your happiness we don't have to be completely selfless all the time 
Well, uh, you heard it here. I was uh, Jessica Roberts, my partner, uh, wife, uh, the mother to Zadie, and soon to be baby X. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to drop the name here, not quite yet. But no one's going to listen to it until after the baby's I know, born. but I'm still not going to. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you, Jess, and uh, I hope you continue to listen to the show. <laughs> I think I have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it here from the Hamilton household. Oh, I should Hamilton say Hamilton Roberts. Roberts household. Yikes. You learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dan here. I'm sitting at my dining room table with my favorite adult human, my wife Zoe, who is appearing somewhat reluctantly on this Big Mama segment of Big Papas. Hi, Zoe. Hi. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for doing this. Thanks for taking some time. Um, I wanted to ask if you have, uh, from season one of Big Papas, uh, a favorite episode or anecdote or something that you listened to that you thought was particularly memorable. I like the woman who came on the financial woman and oh yeah she shannon yeah yeah i thought she gave some really interesting helpful advice to parents in particular if you leave the first few years of your children's life lives in the same amount or less debt that you went into then you did a good job right yeah that was kind of the most practical interview maybe that we did um as far as uh, you know, what the most parents are going to encounter, whereas maybe the midwife we interviewed or something, that, that really only pertains to people who are considering a midwife. And of course, that was our midwife, Lisa, that we interviewed. Did you like that interview at all? Of course. <laughs> Lisa's great. Yeah, Lisa is great. That's all informa- information I already knew. Of course. No, Shannon was really great. That was a good one. Um, okay, and is there anything that made you cringe? <laughs> no, not really. Whoa! All right, great. I thought you were good. I think you have a good radio voice. Thanks. Pierre, I've never met Pierre, but he seems pretty cool. Well, that's good. I I thought it was. I thought you were gonna have more criticism. So, uh, I guess I guess your trepidation was just about not wanting people to listen to you on our show. So thanks again for doing it. Um, what would you say are your parenting strengths and weaknesses kind of like or even just one like a superpower and a, and a kryptonite type of thing that, that's a pretty big question that yeah. you're putting me on the spot for right I don't no, know you don't have anything I mean I don't know just when you think about it just on a daily basis like what what scenarios or, or tasks make you feel like oh I'm super confident at this because I know that this is my wheelhouse or what about things that, you, that you're like, uh-oh, I have to do this. I'm not as confident in it. I think we're good at getting her to sleep at an appropriate time in a comfortable way. And how do, how do we do that? Through sleep training and being consistent. Right. And we, uh, I, I often tell people we've left every dinner that we've been at since Goldie was born early. and that More or less. Right. And that's like contributing to the sleep training because we try to get her to bed before seven o'clock mm-hmm. and of course the later she goes to bed the earlier she ends up waking up mm-hmm. well that's good i mean you 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 really led the charge on the sleep training thing and i was i did yeah yeah <laughs> and you know it it was tough i we did kind of a combination of like i guess some parents do the close the door and don't open it for 12 hours no matter what you hear but i remember when she was first training <laughs> There would be times where it was like 
15 minutes of her crying and we were just like outside losing our minds but knowing that we had to do it so yeah I rem- you, you <coughs> do you remember what research went into that a lot and like reading from all over the place yep and talking to other moms mm, mostly reading and right. talking no mostly reading Right. You have a pretty you have a pretty tight active mom group that you uh mm-hmm. you've got I I'm sure, I'm sure this is I'm common sh- for a lot of yeah. parents but you've got the group text going and everyone knows everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I I love that you have that group. Like it, it's different for dads, you I know. I guess it, I learn from them too. We learn from each other yeah. together at the same time. Yeah. It, it is different for dads and maybe that's one of the reasons why Pierre and I feel really, you know, passionate about doing the show is that I think there is less just kind of continuous uh, dialogue between dads about, hey, what's going on in your world? And how can I maybe apply that to what's going on in our situation? Uh, Would it be easier for you to think of my superpower and my kryptonite as a parent? No. What do you mean? I'm gonna tell people your your kryptonite. It's okay. Parents. You could. I was talking to Pierre in what maybe it was the first episode That's of this terrible. season. I was talking to Pierre about how with Goldie getting into more of kind of the terrible twos, how it was hard for me to stay patient. You know, it's. I think uh, being able to recognize you know weaknesses as well as strengths is, well, is good for us as parents. I haven't tried to identify your worst parenting quality. Oh, you're sweet. Why have you identified mine? No, but no, I haven't. <laughs> so I suppose that is a pointed question. <laughs> what about my best strength as a parent? <laughs> you have lots of strengths as a parent. So do you. I think we're good complimentary parents. I think so. And I, was, I actually think we're both pretty well-rounded. I mean, either one of us could very easily spend an entire week with Goldie if we needed to on our own. I mean, we also have the the benefit of if one of us were home alone for a week, we would have Goldie's grandparents around and stuff too. So that's nice. Yeah. But, all right. Well, I think we work well off of each other as parents. I think so too. I hope so. Of course. Um, And as such, we uh, recently decided and succeeded in conceiving our second child. And you're now just entering your second trimester of your second pregnancy. Uh, How are you feeling so far? I feel fine. Yeah? I feel fine, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What were the reasons in your mind and kind of as we were having discussions, what what was the real strength of the idea of having the second kid? So Goldie will have a sibling. Right. That's pretty much it. And, and also, if, like, in a morbid way, if one of us dies, and then <laughs> and then one of us is infirmed and very ill, she doesn't have to ha- carry the burden of caring for us alone. She has somebody else to, to share that burden with. It's dark but honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, sometimes that's what we do here on Big Papa's. Um, we were noting you and I went to we're doing a midwife again this time and since since we we, we brought her up earlier I mentioned now like we, we had actually really wanted to go back to Lisa who we really liked from from our first experience but it turns out one of her breaks is going to be right over the due date so we're with actually a new midwife collective um, and one of uh, at the last midwife appointment 
you were noting how the first time around we had like so many questions and concerns and things to say and ask every time we were in and how this time it's just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll do, you know, do the checkup and get through and we don't have too much on our mind. I wonder how you imagine like the splitting of attention and energy and just the difference between our focus on Goldie and what our focus will be on, on the second kid. I can't imagine it. Do you think, do, do you worry at all that, that either Goldie will feel like we're not paying enough attention to her or that we will feel like we're not paying enough attention to the new kid? Um, I try with Goldie not to focus on being anxious about things that could potentially happen. I try just to not focus on that because what's the point of having another baby? Our attention is going to be divided, but... You know, there's the benefits will eventually outweigh that division. Maybe we've identified my kryptonite in that I get anxious about things way, <laughs> way ahead of time. And it's not really, you know, I might as well live in the moment with it. Um, which is really, I think, a good approach with all the parenting stuff. And Pierre and I have talked before about how it's really so much of parenting is just being open to the unknown and knowing that things are going to change and it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, are there any differences for you between the pregnancies as far physically or mentally? Or have you noted during that first trimester just what the differences were? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I always forget that I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and when the first first time around, I would, you know, be on the Internet every week being like, oh, the baby's a raspberry, the baby's a pea, whatever. This, I haven't even looked at it once. I'm like, oh, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> the bit, and I, I was far more anxious the first time around, like that something disastrous would happen. And now I'm just like, it's fine. It's all good. Well, I guess you'll be totally carefree for number three then, right? <laughs> Not as carefree as you will be. Number three is going to be twins. So get ready for that. <laughs> no, that's it. We're going with two, right? We're, we're, we're agreed upon. It's should just we, two. Should we discuss this? <laughs> Right now. I mean, we could. I'm just kind of, uh, I'm just kind of doing it for the for the benefit of the listeners because we we have kind of agreed upon. Unless it. they can figure out how you can carry the third one, uh, this is it. And you know, I would love to say that I would if I could, but I totally wouldn't. Yeah. It seems like you would. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I would. You maybe. Would. And then I would. Maybe, right. Yeah, I would just You'd end. love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know I, I you know you, during the first trimester you. This time around, you you had a stretch, I don't know, a month, maybe even more, where like you were really nauseated every day. And I remember saying to you, oh, this is worse than the first time around, huh? And you were like, no, the first time was way worse with the nausea. So that's something that like I actually forgot. Physically, have you noticed anything other than that kind of different? Well, I look pregnant a lot faster. Right, and so people have been telling us that that's common with the second with the second pregnancy? The second I found out that I was pregnant, I looked pregnant too. Right. So you're feeling like you look like it more, but you're actually feeling less nauseated than the first time around. Yeah. Right. And any like, what were you, oh yeah, you like just generally always despise hot dogs, but for like a couple weeks, a few weeks ago, you like really wanted a hot dog a few times? Yeah. That must have been weird. It was gross. (laughs) So ashamed. (laughs) And are there... um, are there any other are there any other things like food wise or appetite wise or just like f- noticing that you want different things or things that are out of the ordinary? I have the same like aversion to gooey cheese, like cheese that pulls. 
Right. Like the thought of that makes me want to throw up. And that was just during a pregnancy last time. And now again. Right. But like that, you don't care. Like gooey cheese you could eat yeah. previously. Yeah. But like the, the look and the smell of it right. in my mind is, is very disgusting to me. Ah, the miracles of life. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been happening? Goldie just turned two. Mm-hmm. What's been happening with Goldie in her life recently that's been on your mind or that you've noticed or anything like that? Um, she's a lot more verbally expressive. Right. Now, she can clearly explain to us what she wants. She has, like, very bizarre neurotic fears. For example, you might have heard her say this, but she's scared that we're going to put her in the dryer and in the washing machine and in the laundry. So she'll, like, wake up in the morning and the first thing she'll say to me is that she doesn't want to go into the dryer. I don't want to go in the laundry. And I was like, who's going to, who's going to put you in the dryer? No one's going to put you in. People don't go in the laundry, we say to her. That, do you think she, she just like sees the machines and sees the things go in them? Or do you think maybe somewhere in a book or like. No, I think, what book? That would be like the most sinister book ever. I guess that's true. Is it possible that someone. She's probably like. At her daycare said like my big brother said they were going to put me in the dryer or something like that? No. They don't have those kind of conversations. Yeah, they're two. They like barely talk to each other. They're two. They're so adorable. Yeah. (laughs) No, I feel like she saw like it makes a loud noise. You can see that like you put things in, in. Close it up. And we turn it on and it like, it, it moves around and she's like, well, I'm that size. I could fit in that hole. And she doesn't want to go in there. Like, I don't think she like has it in her mind that she, like something terrible would happen to her inside of the laundry machine. I think she just is, doesn't want to go inside. It's funny combined with the fact that she likes to go walk into a closet and close herself know, in there so weird. to do peekaboo. Um, she's been trying to do it in our kitchen in like the cabinets where there's no room for her to there's actually no, there's even There's no rhyme into. and reason to her neuroses that are, I can't explain them to you, but they're, they're deep. And they the other, deep. the other one we had recently, we got her a, a grow clock, yeah. which is like a Can little. Can you say brand names? What if grow clock sues you? That's the last thing we need. <laughs> Big Papa is brought to you by uh, Grow Clock. Yeah. Our future adversary in court. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that plays. Uh, but she, she the, the Grow Clock, um, the idea of it is that it, it turns yellow and shows a sun at the predetermined time that you've put in in the morning so your kid knows it's okay to wake up. So if they wake up before that time, the clock is blue and it's like a sleeping moon or something or a cloud or something like that and they know, oh, I shouldn't yell for mommy and daddy because it's still supposed to be sleep time. Anyway, she didn't like the clock. She was freaked out by it and and demanded that we get rid of it. I think it just gave her like anxiety to to sit and wait for for the picture to change. Like she didn't want to wait. And she's been saying no clock. I mean, we threw it out weeks ago. Yeah. We threw it out. We put it away. And what, what did we tell her we did with it, though? It's in the garbage. We told her it's in the garbage <laughs> to reassure her. So if she'll wake up in the morning. She only used it for two mornings. Right. And she still is talking about it a month later. No clock. No clock. We said, no, where's the clock? In the garbage. Yeah. She knows. And she also recently, we moved. And I don't know that she was ever aware we had the video monitor that was mounted on the wall kind of above her crib. 
and I don't know that she ever really put it together what it did. But when we moved, we at first just kind of had it on a little ledge as opposed to installing it in the same kind of way. And she noticed it and she asked what it was and we said it was a monitor and she said she didn't want it anymore. I think it's because it, it has like the camera and then little red dots all around it. So it looks like it looks evil. Yeah, it's kind of sinister. Yeah. We don't need to mention a brand name for that one. No. Do you um, know what the brand name is? VTech. Is it? Isn't it? I don't know. I thought that we have the app. Oh, right. I think it is VTech. Yeah. Anyways, we will cut this part out. <laughs> um, but that's another one where she became aware of something that was in her space. And I, I will say I have, I always had like mildly mixed feelings just about the idea of if you're going to do a video monitor of your kid, at what point do you stop doing it? Because if they're aware that you're surveilling them, like, is that kind of weird? And the kind of thing that, I don't know, 10 years ago, I'm guessing, and definitely when we were kids, was not possible. Well, in the 80s, it was more free-range parenting. For sure. Than currently. As we know. (laughs) But I thought that was interesting. And I actually, the fact that she didn't want it, we haven't missed it, right? Like, we we hear her when she wants us to go in and get her. She makes it known vocally. There's no no confusion there. And I kind of actually have noticed that I like... The fact that she forced us to, whether she realized that it was a video camera watching her and that we could see it, whatever it was, now we don't have to worry about like, oh, do we keep it on till she's three or four? And does she then get to- need to bring it back when she's in a real bed. Right. Are we going to have to like conceal it somehow? Uh, Probably. This is a dilemma for me, honestly. It feels like a weird, I don't know, ethical ground to be traversing. Well, as far as like watching your kid and do they know and then how does that make them feel about trust or something like that am i am i alone in this yeah uh, well there we go it's There's not like m- we're trying to spy it's not like she's 16 like that black mirror episode i don't want to be like that mom that kid left forever oh, i already signed up for archangel so wait a minute another brand name <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, well, we can wrap up. Uh, we can wrap up here in just a sec. Sweet. Um, what What are some things that you're looking forward to with Goldie now that she's getting older, getting more verbal? What are the experiences you're looking forward to? Act, like activities, like like taking her to gymnastics or like watching her play soccer, like things that bigger kids do. Yeah, we hope she gets into team sports. I want to bake with her. Right. We just heard the rumor, hopefully it'll end up being true, that Toronto's getting a WNBA team. And I was talking about how I think it'd be really cool to take her to see, you know, athletes that are larger than life that are doing really cool things on a huge stage and that are women. I think that could be a really positive, uh, have a really positive impact on her. And we've talked about how we want her to do team sports and how that's probably a really good confidence building exercise for her, right? She's already pretty tall. She is tall. And she's not shy. She's no. pretty. She'll she'll she's throw aggressive. her right around. Yeah, she's aggressive. She. We we describe will, her as a willful child. She will push anyone out of her way oh, to get what she wants. Uh, uh, as far as Big Papa's uh, moving forward, are there are there topics or other things that, as someone who listens to the show sometimes, <laughs> that you think you might like to hear us explore? Um, I'm excited to hear your Doctor Fay, Doctor Weisberg interview. Oh yeah. You didn't listen to that? No. <laughs> it's already out? It's readily available. Oh, <laughs> That's good stuff. And uh, whether it's me or just maybe kind of in a general way, are there any messages or thoughts that you have for dads in the world or, you know, the, the way that you think about fatherhood or the way that you'd like to see dads, you know, behaving or the things that you'd like to see them doing? 
I mean, there's a lot of things, but I mean, it's too many to lay out right now. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I don't want to come off as a as a dad hater. So. You're not a okay, dad here, hater. Okay, here. Okay, here. I'll 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 save my piece. Pack if you pack your children lunch. Make sure it's like a very full lunch and not just comprised of different snacks make sure there's like a sandwich and like an apple and like a little snacks on the side because i've seen it many times where dad packs a lunch and it's just like little snacks and i always know when it's the dad that packed the lunch so like a pack of gummies and a pack of flaming hot cheetos <laughs> yeah. and a diet dr pepper not I, sh- a lunch. I shouldn't have sent that to school last not week a lunch saying. no <laughs> you can always tell when the dad packed a lunch all right, dads, you hear that? <laughs> you heard it right here from Zoe. Zoe, thank you for sitting with me at our table here, even though you weren't really excited about it. No. Nope. I, I think people are really going to like the interview. We'll and, see. Uh, and I love you so much. Love you too. Mwah. We make me coffee? Yes. And a piece of peanut butter and bread? Yes, what else? That's it. Okay. Ball. Outro! Well, there you have it. Our better halves, as they say, uh, representing, like I said, uh, really happy that that both Jess and Zoe agreed to be part of this episode. Maybe you could hear in their voices that they were not the most thrilled about it, but we tried to make it as easy on them as we could. And uh, and I think we ended up with a with a pretty good, uh, pretty good piece of content, as they say, Pierre. Yeah, you know what? You said better halves, and I just feel like maybe it's time that we change that up. They're, they're just our other halves. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, let's just be equal there. I think we give the big mamas a lot of respect, but I think the, the feminist way to go about this would be like, they're, they're just the other half. Like equal, that. important, but, you know, just another half. That's just a, that's just a personal thing for me. Viewer, listeners, if you're out there, you don't have to adopt it. I'm not pushing this on you. This is not propaganda. <laughs> I'm not proselytizing here. It's just a thought. Just a thought. That's all. I like it. That's a good thought. And, you know, uh, maybe if, if the term better half rings true in a way, like you think, oh, my kid's mom, like, you know, she is, she is a better parent than me, or maybe, you know, she does work harder than me, then that's an opportunity also for the big papas out there to maybe step it up a bit. And if you want to think of it as other half and equal half, but you don't quite feel like you're there, then, you know, maybe challenge yourself to, uh, I know sometimes I feel a little bit like, ah, oh, Zoe's really pulling more of the weight right now. And obviously, as we've discussed ad nauseum, uh, when it comes to the pregnancy and delivery and all of that stuff, you know, there's only so much you can do. It's, it's hard to feel like you're putting in an equal amount of effort and certainly not going through this same kind of physical stuff but uh i don't know oh, i got i got this itch i need to scratch right now pierre i know jessica didn't want us to do it but i gotta say all praise to the moms all i can't praise the show without praise to the moms, <laughs> i gotta do it i <laughs> know uh, she you know it was uh you know you, you gotta take you sometimes you just gotta take all criticism in right and then sometimes you got to be like cool sounds good i like it thanks for sharing and here's where we're gonna go from here but uh yeah i think again listeners were uh were i I, again i hope you just had a different perspective and i think at the end of the day uh it's it it does change the way that i've thought about a few things and 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 for me anyway has made me go you know what i'm gonna try and like you know get my game a little better in a few areas just to help you know take some of the pressure off jess um, again, I think both of us have already said this, but we always try to put in 
um, you know, that hands-on sort of uh, parenting approach. And so I'm just itching to get started on some of that. So for me, anyway, it was, uh, it was as you say, a very therapeutic session. And uh, I've learned a little and, uh, and I've actually learned a little, got a little bit of insight into your relationship too, Dan. And that was, uh, that was kind of fascinating. Yeah, it's, uh, this is a cool episode. And, you know, one that we've been talking about for a while. Uh, like I said, it would have been great if we all could have been in the same space. I just think the dynamic would have would have opened us up to some some different kind of stuff. But I, I do think um, we ended up with with a really good chat. And, you know, same here as far as getting to hear you and Jessica talk in that way. It was it was really nice. And just to, to the point that you were kind of making also, you know, the idea of uh, always trying to improve the way that you approach it. You know, I'm sure that there are people who might listen to this show who on occasion think like, ah, oh, Dan and Pierre are kind of, uh, you know, congratulatory to themselves. And, or, you know, maybe it sounds to some people like we think, you know, we've got it figured out and, and we know how to be good dads and like that as if maybe that's some sort of completed journey and like our approach is already fine tuned. But I think you and I actually both look at it really as as an ongoing thing constantly and uh i know that having this chat with zoe and then listening to yours with jess and, and obviously chatting about it with you uh it really underscores the fact that um you know it never ends and we shouldn't be resting on our laurels as parents whether you're a dad or a mom or whatever it is uh and i suppose the same can can apply even beyond that beyond parenting but that was something that i kind of took to heart uh, listening to the two of you talk and then chatting with you about it. And I really hope the listeners out there enjoyed this episode. I, I know that I enjoyed putting it together and it's nice to get another one out there. We have a couple more left for the season and uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Nice. Yeah. Although to be honest with you, I mean, let's think about, it. I just want to, you know, if you're a championship basketball player and you got to watch the tape, you know, like you're going to watch when you won the championship, like, so sometimes it's important to definitely rest on your laurels. Like, and, and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say that like every week or so cut out five minutes or so and just be like, I'm a sweet ass parent. And yeah, there's nothing left for me to do. <laughs> yeah. The balance is important. That's true. And uh, definitely <laughs> not being too hard uh, on ourselves uh, and definitely not being too hard on our partners or our kids um but yeah i think you're right the the idea of improvement is always possible there are always ways to get better is really valuable but cool. also being able to step back and have a little bit of appreciation for what we do as parents and uh goldie has made her way down to me here she's uh hi buddy do you want to say hi to pierre yeah. say hi hi pierre do you want to say hi to the listeners hi, oh my gosh it doesn't get much cuter than that y'all yeah